When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh boy, Formula One as we know it has reached an all-time low. Well, one of the teams has. Can you take a guess at which one? Even though we called this out a week ago, sure enough, the rumors were true. That the new name for AlphaTauri was... Visa Cash App Racing Bulls. Oh no, wait, no, it's it's not meant to be Racing Bulls. It's RB. Even though the company itself is called Racing Bulls SPA as to the revised FIA entry list. Seriously, I don't know why they're doing this. You can tell that they know this whole exercise is kind of shameless, since on the official F1 website, with their article on the name change, it doesn't have a single quote from any of the big bods of the team, including Peter Bayer, the CEO, Lauren Meckes, the new team principal, or even the likes of Oliver Minslav, the boss of the Red Bull group. Heck, they didn't even get a quote from Christian Horner in that announcement article. Whereas you look at the one that was introduced for the Filet Mignon F1 team, you couldn't get Alessandro Aluni Bravi to shut up about it, which made a lot of sense since his speciality was to do with marketing. But when it comes to this team, yeah, on this brand new announcement, they've been relatively quiet about it, as if they know that the public aren't going to like it, but they don't really want to draw attention to it. Even though the Instagram social media name changed, and then they made it private, and then they made it... (laughs) And as for the use of RB instead of racing bulls, this just screams out, Hey, Visa, Cash App, oh, don't worry about our name, we'll just truncate it, get out of the way, so that means your name and colours can rule the roost, it's Visa, Cash App! They internally call it the staff, VCARB. Did they did they watch our video or something? Well, anyone at Fans or Melton Keynes, and if you're watching this video, hi, give the kudos to this guy. He came up with it. I only happened to manifest it. But clearly, this and the Sauber rebrand has generated a lot of negative media across the world over the last few weeks, and F1 has seemingly not battered an eyelid about it. Even though in the history of the sport, them and the FIA have been very quick to lay down the hammer on certain teams and organisations for bringing the sport into disrepute. Surely this is an example of bringing it into disrepute, that everyone's just calling Formula One teams a bunch of cash cows? I mean, we know they're a bunch of cash cows anyway, but... Surely they wouldn't like to be called upon it by the overall media at large when you get the race calling Visa Cash App RB the worst name in Formula One history. 
That's not the kind of pressure you want for your sport, is it? They're usually pretty hot when it comes to these sort of things, like they were with the 1999 BAR livery. Originally, that team that was bought out by British American Tobacco, they wanted to run two separate liveries. That idea seemed kind of cool. The liveries, on their own, also looked really dazzling and cool and awesome. But the FIA took a dim view on that and just basically went, no, you got to change it. And what did they do? Did they come up with a brand new livery, which was a really nice, elegant mix of the two colours, red and blue? No. It just ran a zip in the middle in a petulant tantrum. And it's such a shame because it's two really cool designs ruined by a silly little response to the gimmick. That and the car kept breaking down. Oh my goodness, Jack Villeneuve, that was a bad move. Now, surely Stefano de Monacali is going to go to Milton Keynes and go, come on, guys, come on. Surely you could do better than that, right? No, no. As the chaps over at the race commented on their own video, these two teams have seriously made Andretti's bid to enter F1 look incredibly legitimate. They're a motorsport namestay for decades. They are backed by the likes of General Motors, one of the biggest automakers on the planet. They have serious plans to enter Formula One, and apparently they've started designing the car already, even though they're technically not on the F1 entry list, even though the FIA have approved them. And they've got plenty of legit sponsors, including Gamebridge, backing them. They have immensely huge clout across the planet. Their efforts in Formula E right now, another statement of intent that they plan to diversify into many different racing categories and take it seriously. But no, apparently they're not serious enough. They're being superseded by a group which is gagging for more money and seems to have been yearning for freedom to break away from Dietrich Mateschitz's original plan of bringing junior drivers into the sport via a second team. It's quite clear that the spirit for that original team is gone after the retirement of Franz Tost, the remaining remnant of the original Toro Rosso days. The new monkeys are running the zoo and they're completely running riot with the original concept. All of this is the project of Christian Horner and Peter Bayer to try and turn this team into not just a junior team. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. We want this team to be successful in its own right get at least P5 in the constructors, and maybe even be competitive against the main Red Bull team. And as for the junior drivers, oh, do we have to? All right, Dr. Marco, we'll try and get a junior driver in if we want to, which is actually what Peter Bayer said. They're going to try and live up to the original idea of junior drivers coming in. If anyone's driving for the Red Bull junior program right now who isn't Liam Lawson, I'd be looking elsewhere right now. It's a crying shame and such a weird twist since Red Bull are usually so good with coming up with eye-catching ideas, and yet they can't come up with a really cheeky name pun for their second team. It kind of makes Gene Haas look laudable by using his F1 team as a billboard. At least the name Haas has some kind of racing cred. Okay, I said as much as I need to say about this particular topic, but I've also got a couple of other examples to show you. Other cases of incredibly brash decisions when it comes to drumming up cash and selling yourself to sponsors. One of them going back to the very late 1950s. Whatever you think of it, F1 teams trying to generate money from sponsors is nothing new. And in some cases, they get incredibly desperate to try and grab that cash. As has the next example, the one that birthed the meme on this channel of This is a Cool Spot, also available on the Lorbier store, by the way, in your own shirt design, Hispania Racing Team of 2011. HRT were one of the three new teams brought in for 2010 as part of Bernie Eccleston's campaign to get more teams into the sport, and claiming to be the first proper Spanish Formula 1 outfit, all in the wake of the sudden growth of F1 hype in the country after Alonso's two championships and now driving for Ferrari. Now, before you jump in the comments and immediately go, Oh, HRT, what is wrong with them? Why were they in F1 in the first place? They didn't deserve to be there. They were a hatchet job. <laughs> Look, 
It's a lot more complicated than that. They, as well as Lotus and Virgin, were sold a pup. They had the rug pulled out from underneath them right at the 11th hour when there really wasn't much they could do about it. They couldn't exactly pull out at the last minute because they would have a lot of angry sponsors and a lot of angry investors. You see, back in the late 2000s, there was talks of a cost cap coming around. Not for the figure of like $140 million like we have today. We're talking $40 million at one point to respond to the credit crunch. But naturally, the bigger teams didn't like that because they wanted to keep spending money to remain competitive. And as a result, they threatened a breakaway. And thusly, Bernie Eccleston, ultimately, throughout the season of 2009, reneged on that idea of a cost cap, right at the point when three teams had applied under the conditions that they were going to be running on a $40 million cost cap. That being relatively attainable in the world of motorsport. $40 million? It's not too bad, considering it's Formula One. But no, these three teams then realised we can't generate that much money, so they had to make do with what they'd already developed, and that's why these three teams were considerably slower than even Toro Rosso at that point, with Hispania being the slowest, and the originator of why Curran Chandok is in our lives. And it's understandable why they would have been struggling, because collectively in 2008, the Formula One teams were spending $3 billion on resources alone. There was a massive arms race when it comes to Formula One, and many of the big teams were spending nearly half a billion just to remain competitive for one year. Uh, yeah, you can understand why back in the day, Formula One teams constantly folded. And it's a miracle that those three teams did not fold within the space of a year. Come 2011, things were going downhill fast for Hispania, them kind of rebranding into HRT. Since in the middle of 2010, their ties with Delara, who built their chassis, completely broke down. And it sort of pioneered, in a way, the relationship that Delara continues to have with Haas. They also burned bridges with the F1 Teams Association, FOTA, for not paying their membership fee. But if you ask anyone at HRT, they basically said that they were done with talking with the bigger teams, wary of all the politics, and that they were against the smaller teams. But I'm inclined to believe the former. And so, in an attempt to drum up some hype and cash, they undertook a push to get new sponsorship, having made ties with livery designer Daniel Simon from Cosmic Motors Design. Yes, the overall use of a checkered flag is a little bit on the nose for a racing team, but the way it was carried off in terms of the basic livery was not too shabby indeed. It was quite good. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. But then it all falls apart and it's become part of F1 memory that where the sponsors were supposed to be were taken up with loads of really corny phrases such as this could be you, your logo here. And of course, one we all love, 
this is a cool spot. But to be fair, this is a much better effort than what the Tyrrells did in the mid-90s when their cars were practically bare, the sign that the team was really, really struggling. It was a very bad time to be a Tyrrell fan, because usually when you see a white car in Formula 1, they haven't got much money. And that 2011 livery is a lot better than the 2010 one with that drab grey affair. And the one that Sauber eventually inherited, them probably looking at that drab grey and going, Ooh, that's sexy! When you read up on Daniel Simon's intentions and what his goal was for the livery, it was quite a laudable affair, with him trying to hype up the growing blandness of liveries with a very punchy affair, whilst also working around the conventional spots where sponsors would usually put their stickers, such as the side pods, the nose and the wings. Another thing that Simon was trying to go for here was the idea of trying to be playful and characterful with the livery design, try and establish HRT with a brand, some sort of identity and who they're all about in Formula 1. Naturally, since they became HRT, the Spanish angle was no longer an issue, and therefore they had to come up with something else, so this motif doesn't seem too bad. It's a little bit corny, sure, but it's cheeky, it's a little bit fun, it's got a racing angle on it, so the intentions of Daniel Simon were really noble, and the fact they put in so much of an effort, and to get an outside consultant doing it is sort of the precursor to what we had with Sean Bull when he designed the A521, which has now become a modern classic. Oh, that was so good. Shame the BWT pink ruined that. They had to do something to get more money to survive, and this was a gutsy decision as the overall concept isn't all that bad, and it's definitely striking. But some of the quotes that they used on the car, such as, don't talk to the driver at max G? Yeah, this is F1, mate, not Top Gun because there were a lot of jet fighter motifs on here as well, such as crosshairs and arrows and stuff like that. With HRT, I could forgive them for trying to do all that. They had to try anything to gain attention. But for VCarb? Well, there's no real concern about their future in terms of money. They're doing just fine, since they have the same shareholders of Red Bull Racing and the Red Bull Group, so they're not really looking low on cash here. And for Dietrich Mateschitz, it really wasn't that much of an issue if the team wasn't all that lucrative. So long as it met with the brief of getting youngsters into F1 who had the potential to become world champions, or at least solid long-term drivers, then that was the main thing. Now he's gone, the intention of that team is also gone. And now it seems with the new boss of Red Bull, this second team has to pull its weight and drum up some cash from external sponsors instead of the main Red Bull group trying to foot the bill. Which is why I think they got rid of the AlphaTauri concept, because when you think about it, Having that AlphaTauri logo all over the car, whilst it's a very bold and artistic livery, and also a modern classic, one I really love, especially the 2221 variant, you just get the feeling that all of that AlphaTauri, it's not generating enough money. Sure, it's promoting a Red Bull brand, but all of that space could be used for two big notable brands. It's just dead space as far as they're concerned. And AlphaTauri has probably reached its saturation point with the fans, where diminishing returns are a big factor here. So the naming rights have basically just become some sort of currency here. But this is not the first time this has happened within Formula 1. We have to go back to the late 50s for that. No, I'm not talking about the Lotus Goldleaf sponsorship thing of 1968. We go back even further than that. You see, back in 1959, the British Racing Partnership team was looking for some extra funding. By the way, one of the people that founded that team was the father of Sterling Moss. That team took up a partnership with the likes of Yeoman Credit Limited. They're basically a higher purchase company, which means that you can buy stuff on a payment plan. By the time you get to 1960, Yeoman Credit have now become the name of the team, replacing British Racing Partnership. And all for the pricely sum of £40,000, as well as £20,000 for the upkeep of the team to buy new parts, components and whatnot. When you convert that original £40,000 to today's money, that's about three quarters of a million pounds. And for the world of Formula 1 back then, in 1960, that's a big chunk of change for any privateer team. 
And sure, the arrangement didn't last long, but the company took over the naming rights for the 1960 entry and even technically had their own colour scheme. Sure, you didn't get the logo on the car, but the entry was Yeoman Credit Racing Team. And you also had, in a way, the colours of Yeoman Credit influencing the overall livery. Because when they left to go and partner Reg Parnell Racing for 1961 and 62, British Racing Partnership reverted to a dark blue scheme along with the red. So there was some sort of say in terms of the colour from that particular company. This is definitely the first major example of an outside company influencing the identity of a Formula One team. As a result of this, did the team do well, I hear you ask? Well, yeah, they did, actually. Back then, they weren't involved in the Constructors' Championship since it only just started in 1958, and they were more of a privateer team. But they did get a good chunk load of points, and if they were in the championship, they would have been right up there as well. As well as a couple of podiums from the likes of the Belgian driver Olivier Gendebian. What I'm trying to get at here is that what Visa Cash App RB is doing is nothing new at all. Yeoman Credit did it back in 1960, and it's going to continue to happen throughout the entire future of Formula One. This is just yet another example of a company looking to Formula One and realising, this could be interesting, I want to invest in that, and I want to put my name on not just the car, but also on the team. But the difference here is that Yeoman Credit, they were just a small private company in Britain investing in a British team that also had some kind of cred for the fact that it was somewhat attached to Sterling Moss although Yeoman Credit is technically part of what is today Lloyd's Banking Group. But the difference here is, though, is that Visa and Cash App, they're well worth over half a trillion dollars. Trillion. We're not talking about an investment of like three quarters of a million pounds or something like that. This outcry probably is because money is being given by a huge international corporation with little attachment to the sport, and also with the sheer lack of imagination on Red Bull's part to come up with a good identity to complement the sponsorship. It's basically like they just don't care about this team and they're just giving the naming rights willy-nilly to whoever is the highest bidder. It's incredibly shallow. And just yet another sign that, come on, if you're not going to take the identity of this team seriously, then just sell to Andretti, won't you, mate? But again, this is not the first time this has happened and nor will it be the last. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi. 
Thanks for listening to my ladder ramblings. If you liked what you heard, do be sure to leave a five-star rating on your podcasting platform of choice. I really do appreciate it. And until the next time I traverse the ladder, I hope you have a pleasant day. Goodbye.